Hey, hour one of the Plank Show, in all of its glory, will be available on the podcast page here in moments at kref.com. Oh, that reminds me. I got something for you during the commercial break. Don't let me forget. Okay. Remember what we were texting about on Friday? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Think of the podcast. Oh my gosh. Um, the holiday special from Van... Oh, by the way, in hour one is brought to you by Van Hoos Fence. Check out the holiday special from Van Hoos Fence. Purchase 100 feet of fence and receive a free gate. Trust me, that's a good deal. Uh, as someone who had to buy a new gate, it's a good deal. Good for new or replacement fencing and financing is available. Call Mark Artessa today at 405-735-1167 or check him out online at vhfence.com. Okay, um, I got one other note during the break from, I guess you could say, an anonymous source that did say there were many, Josh, throughout the Mississippi State Athletic Department who felt like it was just a matter of time before Mike Leach had announced he was retiring that it was probably going to come after the bowl game. And his what it, what he had been battling with, the illness, he had fought through it, and it had been bad, but he was fighting and scratching and clawing to get to the finish line, you know, playing the bowl game and then was going to announce his retirement. But, Do we know what the sickness was? Was it pneumonia? I feel like I read that somewhere. Dude, that's – you know, it's scary because the Grant Wall story from over the weekend, right? And – for me, I think I'm like 90% of people out there. I uh, I got to be honest. I mean, if I have a cough or something of that nature, I'm probably just going to take some NyQuil for a couple of nights and power through it for as long as I can. Right. So now you see this story with Grant Wall, and I know, I understand that everyone, there's, there's more to this in a lot of people's minds involving – the uh, Qatar government and things of that nature because he had been such an outspoken critic on the way the World Cup had gone. Um, but he was sick. I mean, he even said, he's like, dude, I've been sick since I got here. He said it on his podcast. And now you see the Mike Leach story. And, yeah, I'm a, I'm a concerned I'm a concerned fan right now for Coach Leach. But apparently this illness was something he'd been battling through a majority of the season. So Well, and to your point, it's – a good reminder or lesson for all of us. Take your health seriously. Mm-hmm. Don't uh, just push it off. Oh, I'll take care of it in a couple of days. I mean, look, if you're sick, you're sick. Get it looked at. Mm. Make sure that you're you're taking care of you and your family. Because this is scary stuff with Mike Leach today. We're also following a concerning story. With one Chris Beard this morning. And, again, like many of you, no updates to give you as of 10.06 a.m. But the good news is, well, there is no good news in this right now. (laughs) Absolutely, positively none. But we're continuing to kind of monitor the reports out of Austin, which, by the way, has Mike Leach, I'm sorry, Chris Beard in custody this morning. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, and we finally have a name out of the portal who has committed somewhere uh, to an Oklahoma school, but this it's, this time it's Oklahoma State where Western Michigan running back Sean Tyler has announced this morning that he's on his way to Stillwater. Now, in lieu of a portal update, Josh, 
And with the Air Comfort Solutions text line kicking in, someone asked, hey, how'd the recruiting weekend go this weekend? I reached the first person that I sent a note to this morning was Brandon Drum from 24-7. I was like, hey, man, if you have some time, love to get you on. Get caught up on the weekend. Everything looked good. Now, there is one recruiting story this morning that I find interesting. Um, Chad Simmons. Now, again, I'm not – I can't have a subscription to every single service out there. Well, it's a write-off. You go tell my wife that, okay? You, you go let her know that and see how well Indeed. that works. It's, it doesn't work. But, you know, between Rivals and 24-7 Sports and Football Brainiacs and Sooner Sports TV and now ESPN+, Plus, I just don't have the inventory for On3 as well. So they put this behind a paywall, but it's interesting that David Hicks Sr. is the one speaking for David Hicks Jr. on his recruitment, which, again, no problem with, none whatsoever. But the question was posed by Chad Simmons about, hey, how's the late recruitment going? Um, Oregon and Oklahoma have made a big run at the the five-star. And his dad had this quote, it's going to be really hard to sway him away in Texas A&M. He's been to Oklahoma for the Bedlam game. Um, he's been to Oregon twice, according to the always reliable uh, numbers in the mentions. But there you go. I, is that <laughs> is that David Hicks Sr.'s way of saying, all right, it's going to be hard to sway him away. What you got financially, man? How much How much bag can you drop on this right now? If you want to play the game, you better really play the game. <laughs> I, I don't know. I I know a lot of people will take it that way. Sort of my reaction was he likes A&M. And that makes sense because guess what? He's committed to Texas A&M. It should be difficult to sway him away from his commitment. Yeah. No, it should be. And we'll, we'll see because I know – when we're at, gosh, man, I don't need to go down a, rec- a recruiting take here, but it's sometimes the hardest thing for people that are so passionate about a school and know what's going on within that program and how they feel about the coaches and the players and the facilities and those around it to see a team that you feel like is inferior to you and have someone say, well, they really like it there. And your automatic response is, how? Why? What are you doing? Are you sure? Are you sure? But maybe that's the case here. I will say, I, none of this means anything to me until December 21st, to be honest. No, none of this means anything to me until names are on the dotted line. And I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. In, I would say, my world. In two of the most high-profile Cruton battles the Sooners are in, are in right now, if it, in the end, doesn't come down to bags and it comes down to where these dudes want to go, then Oklahoma is going to be shocking the Cruton world on December 21st. Now, I want to make this very clear. That's not to say that Oklahoma can't compete NIL-wise. They absolutely can, and they will. But with some of the money that's being allegedly fronted, and offer to these dudes, if they just take that at its face value, you're like, whoa, all right, I'll get that six-figure bag. and all, Because I wouldn't be able to say no to that, right? If I was in that spot at 18, and I'll tell you this, I love my 
I think my dad would be pretty cool about it. My, my dad's kind of savvy. He's like, that's a lot of money, but maybe you should think about where you want to be. My mom would be like, you go get that money. You go get that money right now. You get that money, and you get your family taken care of. I could see it, right? That's how my life would be. No offense to my mom. And it's tough to knock anybody for feeling that way. Exactly. I mean, you, you really, you can't. So I guess my point is before anyone says, well, Plank's saying you can't compete NIL-wise. No, no, no. They're approaching it differently. And it, it might end up in the end being the best way to do it. Which is, hey, we can't, we can't sit here and say you're going to get 200k by signing. But they can say, hey, man, when you get here, when when you get here, we're going to put you in a position where you're going to make a lot of money beyond just football, but doing things and being involved in things that are going to help your career beyond football and things you love to do. If you're in a world where you just want to throw bags at guys to get them to come to your school, that's never, at least in my world, that's never going to be Oklahoma. But with the way that they're positioning and, and creating their NIL mindset, I kind of like it. And I think it'll resonate with parents quite a bit, too. You know, we never – I don't think we ever talked about this last week. Go ahead. From Oklahoma's perspective, we had, we had pontificated on the idea that some of these collectives were going to wind up under the same roof. Right. And, and we saw – the first glim- the glimpse of that with, uh, what, strengthening Oklahoma and Cribs and a Cream Collective joining forces? Yeah, I didn't get all the details on that. And, in fact, it was very weird. Who tw- who report Did Gabe tweet something about that? Or did strengthening Oklahoma throw it out? Or did the Crimson and Clean? Because, literally, I was doing a show with Gabe, and he's telling me all about it. I'm like, whoa, it, it, what, 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 what's going on here? And, essentially, um, the strengthening Oklahoma – just basically no longer exists. It's just been taken under the umbrella of the Crimson and Cream Collective. So yeah, that's um that's the start of it. There you go. That's actually a report on three. But yeah, they're merging. So and and literally it's just, hey, you know, you're taking over what they had kind of built. This is great. I, I love this report from on three. OU's crowded NIL collective market. Got a little less congested on Thursday. Crimson and Cream NIL and Strengthening Oklahoma announced a merger. NIL experts, <laughs> which uh, I'm trying to figure out who the NIL experts are. Right. NIL experts say the move makes sense, and it's a sign of things to come. All right. But, but like I said, I mean, literally, he said, he's like, oh, I'm doing all this, this, this. I'm like, well, con- congratulations. I mean, are you going to do anything? He's like, nope. So Gabe and Dusty are like, out. That's it. They're done. They're done. And what they've been able to build, build will be enveloped, I guess. I don't think you say enveloped, right? Into the absorbed. Absorbed. There you go. The crimson and cream NIL. So well, really cool for them. You know, congratulations to Gabe and Dusty for number one, building it. And number two, probably not the worst thing. I can't imagine their feelings are super hurt getting out. Okay, here's the thing that is so. I know they care a lot about OU. They, but... Well, that's the thing. <sighs> I mean, Gabe and Dusty started doing that because they knew the need was there. For Oklahoma. Right. And that's the only reason why they did it was because we got it. They didn't do that to make money. I mean, neither one of them need money. But they didn't do it to go out and try to line their pockets. Some have. But they went out there and just thought, hey, what's the best way we can go out and help Oklahoma football? 
And they were going to do softball too. I was hoping to be involved with them, but obviously now, you know, they don't, they don't have to worry about it. This is all under the crimson and cream umbrella, which is pretty cool. But the thing that is, I've, I've brought this up so many times on the show, but who's for the collectives? What's their best interest or what's their vested interest? You know, is it someone. What's the vig? That loves Oklahoma football and is trying to do what they can to cement a, a, a foundation that will encourage student athletes to want to come here and be part in football and basketball and baseball and softball and gym, whatever. Or is it someone that's trying to find a way to make a quick buck or two and take a ridiculously high percentage from the players? I don't know. I, I know that that seems to be a process that is starting to thin out a little bit. In my way, you're starting to see it weed out. Brandon Drum has got back with me, by the way, Josh Helmer. Brandon Drum. He will join us tomorrow at 10 a.m. So you'll get Parker at noon today. I didn't want to bug Brandon on short notice, so uh, he'll join us coming up tomorrow at 10 a.m. So we got a little Cruton talk coming up on the program tomorrow to see what we did learn from this weekend. All right, 10-16, let's break. Let's get to what I wanted to start this hour with. wanted to start this hour with the 24-7 Action Network report on the future of the Big 12. Again, it's been a wild day for breaking news, something that uh, we don't typically see at this time of the day. Mike Leach is fighting for his life. Mm has been, according to everything we're learning throughout the day, has been battling pneumonia. Uh, Many within the program felt like he was retiring after this season because of how sick he had been, had a medical emergency on Saturday morning. We're still getting details. I I mean, I don't know if this is me being presumptuous, but if that report was, hey, these next few hours are very scary, but nothing bad has happened? The longer... Right. The longer we go without hearing the bad news, yes, I would say right. if we're in if we're trying to be speculative at all, that would be a good sign. Chris Beard yes. Chris Beard was arrested and charged with assault on a family member early this morning. Yes, the Texas head basketball coach. We're learning more information as the day has progressed. He will not coach tonight, obviously. Uh still in jail, but just a, a terrible story, terrible story involving him. Um, what I guess you could say, choking a family member and happening at like two thirty in the morning. Yeah, I just don't see any way that he doesn't get fired with cause. They already, as you might imagine, um, had found the area in his contract that talks about cause. Any conduct, A, that the university administration reasonably determines is clearly unbecoming to a head coach and reflects poorly on the university, the program. Yeah, you could stop right there. I yeah, mean, that's... done. And then there's felony in here, too, that's mentioned. So yeah, so any any felonious yep. activity. Yeah, resulting charges. in a criminal charge, right. Felony or any crime involving theft, dishonesty, or moral turptitude. Boy, that is uh... that's a big word. Googling up turptitude. That is we'll definitely contractual jargon. Wickedness, I guess, is. <laughs> Can't you just say wickedness, but turptitude, okay. But that is, and then again, when we come back, 
on the Plank Show. Let's dive into exactly what we're learning from this Brett McMurphy report. Is OU on its way out of the Big 12 into the SEC? We'll fully kind of give you what we've learned next right here on The Ref. I just literally ate. I, I'm doing real good, Josh. I'm doing real good, right? But during the break, I just ate three cookies like they were a glass of water, or drinking a glass of water, I guess I should say. Thank you, Luann. Oh, my gosh. Coltrane's coming through. Look out. Coltrane, baby. Now he's got a little bit of food in him. Now he's going to run right over you. <laughs> I, uh, if you missed our Washington, well, it wasn't like a full recap. I haven't done my full game recap. I'm going to sprinkle things in throughout the week. I did hear from Jay Clary, and he said I didn't annoy his family too much, which was good. My daughter asked, I mean, listen, I love my daughter to death, but holy smokes, she asked some of the dumbest football questions during the game. I was like, have you not paid attention? You're 14. Like, they're driving down. She goes, we get the football back. We, listen to me, we get the football back with like a minute 45, two minutes to go in the game. And she's like, oh, are we going to try to score again? I'm like, no, we're going to try to run the clock. What? What are you doing? She's like, well, if we score again and beat them by more, isn't that better? Like, what? We just want to win. We don't want to risk. Beat them by more. What is this, college football? No. Um, that, There was a wild scenario in that game I, because we've got a not fun update on Mike Leach. So, let, there, I don't have to – again, when Coach Beller comes on with us later this week, there was like two minutes to go in the game. Uh, Millwood had one timeout, and Washington wasn't quite in the place where they could just run the clock out. So, they took – Three knees, and then on fourth and 20, they, they ripped off a 25-yard run that won the game, that basically sealed the game. I saw my buddy Murray Evans had tweeted, and I you know I love Murray to death, so it wasn't anything bad because it was exactly what all of us were thinking watching the game. In fact, let me make sure I pull up Murray's tweet to give him proper respect on it. But they, they were going to get the football back. I mean, Millwood was going to get an, an, another opportunity, and it just never materialized. Never even came close to materialize. Yeah, here it is. Um, Washington takes three straight knees. It's now fourth and forever at the Millwood 38 with 25 seconds left. Falcons will get the football back. Spoiler alert, Josh. They did not get the football back. And Washington won 17-14 for the first state title since 96. But we'll talk about that with Coach Beller later in the week. In the meantime, um, you, want, you, want, you want to get into this? We, we keep trying on this program to get to the Big 12 report, but we get unfortunate updates involving Mike Leach. So here is the latest, and this is record, uh, re- according to the Clarion Ledger. If you see anything I'm missing here, Josh, help connect the dots or color in the spots where I missed. Which I guess is out of Jackson, Mississippi, by the way. Correct. Mississippi State football coach Mike Leach had a massive heart attack on Sunday in Starkville and was transferred to University of Mississippi Medical Center in Jackson, where he is still being cared for on Monday. According to multiple sources, Leach collapsed at his home in Starkville but did not receive medical attention for 10 to 15 minutes. EMTs used a defibrillator machine, which is not good, and delivered multiple shocks to restore normal heart rhythm. After he was stabilized at Octavia County Hospital, I need Caitlin Fournier to help me out with these pronunciations. 
He was transported by helicopter to UMMC. Sources said two of his four children are already in Jackson with the other two en route. It appears, according to sources, that Leach may have suffered seizures with the possibility of brain damage. Sources say the situation is dire. Oh, man, I don't want another update on the Mike Leach situation because I don't think that that's going to be uh, one that ends well. And I would I would add that does that does kind of put a little bit of a kink in my idea that maybe not having any news whenever we had heard how dire that stretch was from, you know, hey, Coach Leach needs, needs your prayers. The next few minutes, next few hours are dire from then to – you know, not hearing anything for 24 hours. The like, seizure portion? Yeah. Then you add in the seizure portion, you're like, oh, okay, this is terrible. This, by the way, is what I had seen last night. After the regular season, Leach told ESPN he had battled pneumonia throughout the year and was feeling better. <sighs> so he's just been, man, going through it. And uh, obviously, scary, scary situation right here, right now. I still think that, again, the longer we go and – don't get the report that none of us want to see, then that is good news. But, uh, look, speculating on it a bunch, I don't know how much we can offer beyond it's a scary situation. Right. And, you know, Mike Leach is beloved here. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you can't. I know that he's a college football icon, Plank, but specific to – Norman, Oklahoma, because of what he was a part of with Bob Stoops and that resurgence for OU, you know, then everything that happened after it, I mean, look, you over the years, you've seen it like I have. Mike Leach is loved by Oklahoma fans. Loved. And he was only here for one year. That's because he did something – this sounds crazy to say, and I can't wait to hear Coach Stoops talk about it with Teddy and Tyler tomorrow afternoon. Um, and hopefully we're talking about a, a recovery and a coach who, who bounced back. But he did something, Josh Helmer, that we hadn't seen. He went out and, boy, he threw the football all over the field. It was, it was unlike anything we'd ever seen before. And you remember, I don't know if someone can correct my memory, if it was the spring game in 99 or the very first football game, they came out in the in, in the wishbone and then they shifted out of it. It was pretty cool. But my favorite story from that 99 team was, and I'm not, listen, again, we're hoping for a recovery. The news out of the Clarion Ledger from Mike Leach does not seem very promising. Anytime you hear a massive heart attack followed up with seizure and family on the way, worried about brain uh, damage, that's, that's never a good sign. But Mike Stoops, I think it was Mike or Bob Stoops had told the story that it is it was hilarious because they were all holed up in a hotel whenever they first got down here. And Leach and a couple of his assistants, do you know what their ultimate 
watch was in 1999, what they had to get back to the hotel and sit around and watch, the Howard Stern show on E. Really? You're probably not even old enough to remember when the Howard Stern no, show I, was I on E. Do no, you? yeah, Oh, yeah, I, I remember. Yeah. I, I didn't. Yeah. You know, I was too young to understand or want to watch, but no, I remember. Yes. Some of you, when you hear Stern talk the way he talks now, be like, wait, he did what? <laughs> right. He was what? Um, he dressed up with what on his face? Right, exactly. And he called people what? But no, it was... It's, it, that just shows you his personality. Here's a football coach grinding away to try to put together an offense in a brand-new city with a brand-new team and a whole new coaching staff. Like, literally, he hadn't worked a ton with any of the guys on that 1999 staff. And he went out. It was a fun year. Got the tech job because of it. And through that grind, all he cared about was getting home to watch and see whether or not Beetlejuice was going to be on the Howard Stern show on E. Hilarious. You know, that's my one regret. If I ever had one of those halftime interviews with Mike Leach, you know how they – it's what was it? Candy corn is the one that people talk about a lot. Yeah, favorite candy, and he, he yeah, gets into the big rant. If I ever had that chance with Mike Leach, I would have asked him his favorite whack packer. I was like, do you go with Hank the angry little person? Do you go with Eric yeah. the actor? Do you go with whomever? Beetlejuice? Beetlejuice? So, Mike Leach. That's Jeff that's, the Drunk, maybe? Jeff the Drunk, right. Hopefully not Jeff the Drunk. Gosh, he is such a terrible listen. But, yeah, so uh, Mike Leach looks as if it's much worse than any of us could have ever anticipated. But our thoughts and prayers are with those that are, you know, obviously within that Mississippi State football program, within that community, and obviously, most importantly, within his family. All right, um, quick break. Now, Let's hope that there's no more news on this. Let's hope that things can stabilize for Coach Leach because when we come back, we do have a story that's breaking throughout the day involving not just the Chris Beard story, but the um, uh, but the potential future of Texas athletics, which we'll get into next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. What's, uh, what's going on there? Uh, who is that? Did they buy their blue check mark? That's the most important question. Hover over that little blue check mark. Let me see. Oh, you got to click on. It. I apologize. Yeah, verified because they're subscribed to Twitter Blue. I don't know who Preston Grant is. Was he talking gas there? Or? No. Okay. No, just saying that. Look, uh, we said Theo East wasn't going to USC. Yeah, Told I don't. Ya. I don't know why there was that instant thought as soon as he went in the portals like oh he'll be at USC before the end of the day no if he was going to be at USC he had a chance to be in there yesterday I thought he was talking trash I, I apologize no at the PG show is uh actually actually on uh, my good side because he comes okay. into our locked on Sooners live stream and says nice things well, I so, apologize PG show I got your back dude I apologize I thought he was yelling at people uh because it says get and jump in the comments I was like what <laughs> jump in the comments but yeah, no, he's right. I don't I don't I don't understand where that would have come from. Right? He had a chance to go there last year and didn't. I'm sorry, this is not a knock on Theo Weese. I love him to death. USC is not going for the third string, fourth string receiver at Oklahoma. They're going to try to get the guys that are um the Jordan Addisons of the world. Right? They're going to get your number one to try to bring it to USC. Um speaking of that, very um very quiet 
Very quiet time in the portal for USC right now. Oh, we got an update on Mike Leach again? Yeah, it's Him, from I can't read that State. from here. That's that's wild. Do you want me to read it? Yeah, go ahead. I okay. can't see that. <laughs> okay, well, this is uh, – Small font. This is from Mississippi State uh, on Twitter. Mississippi State University had football coach Mike Leach remains in critical condition at the University of Mississippi Medical Center in Jackson. Mike's family is with him and appreciates the overwhelming expressions of love and support for the coach, but also requests – that their family's privacy be respected at this time. That is the extent of information that MSU has available regarding Coach Leach's condition, and the university will make no other comment at this time. MSU will issue additional information via social media when it becomes available. Uh, so that's that's where we're at. Latest update. Yeah, exactly. Um, so in other words, they kind of felt the need to get out in front of that report that the Clarion Ledger had involving the heart attack. So Mike Leach fighting for his life. Chris Beard fighting with a family member and in jail right now. Two incredibly sad, tragic stories on completely different ends of the spectrum. Right. But we'll continue to monitor both of them as this show rolls on. So circling around back to Theo Weiss, I think the Missouri fit to me – is a good one for him, right? Agreed. I, I don't know that it's – look, I I don't know that it's better than OU, um, but I think it's good, right? It gives him the opportunity to go be num- a number two, number three type wide receiver versus, again, the USC thing. If you go to USC, you're potentially buried down the depth chart, maybe even more so than you would have been here in Norman. So, in terms of landing spots, it does give him the opportunity to, along with the Luther Burden, be one of the top options for Mizzou. So, just the the fit itself in the SEC, some of the defenses in you know corners and safeties and such that he'll face from that standpoint, I think makes sense and it's good. So, and it's not USC, right? And it's not no. a direct rival in the Big Twelve. Okay, um, we have to get to this story involving Brett McMurphy's report, but we have another twist to the Chris Beard story. And, and listen, I know I'm I'm trying not to get triggered by things in the Air Comfort Solutions text line because I know you guys pop in and out all day long. And with, with short rides in Norman and in T-Town, it's not like you get to hang with us for all three hours. But, yes, we've talked about the Theo East to Missouri. Literally, we just talked about it. Um, <laughs> we – we dove into the Clarion Ledger report about Mike Leach reportedly having a heart attack, and that's why we said, hey, maybe the statement by Mississippi State was to get out in front of that. And, yes, we've been talking all morning about the Chris Beard situation, but we have an update. We have an update. Prominent Austin attorney Perry Minton said, quote, Coach Chris Beard is 100% innocent of these charges. Now, um, I will say this much. I still have yet to ever see a defense attorney come out and say, looking like things are pretty much right. I mean, you guys kind of nailed this on the head. Charge looks correct. Uh, on. He Spot will be on. fired imminently. <laughs> so, I, again, just I'm sharing this because it's out there. Coach Beard is 100% innocent of these charges. He should have never been arrested. The complaint wants him released immediately the complainant wants him released immediately and all charges dismissed it is truly inconceivable 
Mm. Interesting. I mean, strong statement, obviously, like you said, about what you'd expect from a defense attorney. (laughs) Someone in the comments tweeted, Common Beard W. Oh, my goodness. No, we're not ready. Get out of here. Let's wait and find out what's going on here. Um, But this does, you know, this is the ammunition back the other way of let's just let this next little bit, this legal process play out. Right. We got, I think that we he's, I think it's going to wind up with him getting terminated with cause. Right. But there are some final hoops to jump through here. Right. All right. Um, do, do, do we have some time here to get into this report from Brett McMurphy, or do you think we should, we should actually stay on the clock, get a break, and wrap up hour two? Yeah, let's, let's break right here. We'll come okay. back and then give it the full run. Uh, I see Gunny. I'm here for all three hours from the 918. I'm here in the 918 for the long haul. Got my earbuds in at work. No short car, car ride only for me. I'm just – hey, listen. I used to get so mad at that. I'm like, you're not going to listen for three – it used to be four hours. Four hours? Forget you. But now it's like, hey, listen, I'm the same way. Like, I texted, I was driving in this morning, and at a stoplight, I saw the Brett McMurphy story came into my uh, feed that I have with our producers over at XM, and I thought, oh, I have only listened to about five minutes of T-Row's show because I just got in my car, so I sent it to him, right? And I don't want to get in trouble because I don't want to tell like, oh, we talked about this earlier. So, I, so I've got grace, understanding that not everyone can sit down and listen to all three hours. And with the podcast, you don't have to. You can go grab that bad boy anytime you want at kref.com. Life is good. All right, quick break. We'll come back and we'll hit this story involving a potential early exit for Oklahoma and Texas to the SEC next right here on The Ref. Sorry, I thought it was another commercial. Hear this one on the, is it the Riverwind Casino commercial? All right, let's get this story out before people get after us. Uh, which you can do on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Hey, this is a good point for the 941 about Bedlam Wrestling. I I will not I will not deny your your happiness and enjoyment of that. I loved it. Every minute of it. We'll get to it coming up here in a bit, man. Thanks for bringing it up. I haven't brought up women's basketball. I, we haven't talked about OU Arkansas on Saturday, nor have we touched week 13 of the NFL already. Yeah. And uh, haven't really discussed the Heisman Trophy victory for Caleb Williams. Yeah, um, I. You know what? I'm not going to lie to you. I was. I kind of had a feeling how that was going to play out, and I was with friends on Saturday night. I was. Ta- I was talking about how much I. I probably was was driving. Jay Clary and his family crazy during the game on Saturday. I know I was driving Trevor Anderson crazy on Saturday night. I mean, all I wanted to talk about was the football game. Chris Wilkerson was so done with me. Every single time it was something new. Hey, why'd they do this? Do you know fourth down wasn't a first down on pass interference? Anyway, anyway. Focus. We're talking about the SEC report here, okay? I'm not looking at the Air Comfort Solutions text line. I'm not letting you guys disrupt my momentum. According to a report by Brett McMurphy, speaking of momentum, There is growing sentiment, and oh, there's that word, momentum, for Oklahoma and Texas to leave the Big 12 a year early and join the SEC in 2024. Now, I don't think we need to update 
There's too much except to say the Big 12's current grant of rights expires July 1, 2025. So OU and Texas have already said they're committed to remaining in the Big 12 until then. That way they avoid a massive payout to leave early. But that timetable has been accelerated and could even be completed by next month. Now that's a new that's a new wrinkle. That, that's the part right there. That that's the newsworthy piece. There remains many obstacles for an early move. But one source said the quote unquote climate is right for the Sooners and Longhorns to exit the Big Twelve after the twenty twenty three season and begin play in the SEC in twenty twenty four. Quote, there's a lot of moving parts, an industry source said. But there is the desire on many fronts for this to get done. Sources indicated several factors as to why the likelihood of an early move for OU and Texas have increased, which includes the Big 12 securing its new media rights deal, the Big 12 adding four teams, And then there is the Big Ten's expansion to 16 teams that year with the addition of UCLA and USC, and it also coincides with the first year of the college football playoff expansion to 12 teams. Privately, Oklahoma and Texas were never in favor of adding new Big 12 members while they remain in the league. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it all along. We said it. And Brett McMurphy said it, so it must be true. Yeah. While both schools have publicly said they would remain through the current grant of rights, it's no secret that both want out early and the SEC would prefer to add the schools in 24. This is, Brad McMurphy, this is actually a report with a lot of beef on that bone. Beef on that bone? What the hell is a meat on that bone? Yeah. Yeah, it works. Beef, whatever. Beef, meat, 220, 221, whatever it takes. There have been ongoing discussions to find a way for OU and Texas to leave early without costing the Big 12 any money, according to an industry source. Again, however, everyone has to be made whole. How everyone is quote-unquote made whole is apparently the biggest sticking point for all parties. OU, Texas, and the Big 12 have been involved in discussions for months, but still have not reached a final agreement on the school's buyout amount. Okay, uh, there's more here. This is where it gets complicated, right? Because in 2020, the SEC signed their 10-year deal with ESPN worth $300 million. The deal starts in 2024 and includes a pro rata clause requiring ESPN to pay the SEC the same amount per school for any new members. And that's where it gets complicated. ESPN would have to pay an increased amount to the SEC in 2024 instead of waiting until 2025. If OU and Texas join the SEC early, that could decrease the value of the Big 12's final year of its current media rights deal with ESPN and Fox, which the Big 12 would oppose. Would ESPN be willing to offset those smaller numbers to the Big 12 and also pay more to the SEC? I wasn't aware of that clause. Would OU and Texas agree to pay more than the expected $50 million buyout to get out early? Would or even could OU and Texas schedule non-conference road games at Big 12 teams in 2024 to help offset the decrease in meteorites for that year? So if you look at future schedules for Oklahoma, and we know next year, next year would be 2023, 
that Oklahoma in 2023 has Arkansas State, SMU, and Tulane. In 2024, home games versus Temple and Tulane with a third spot that would be open. And I don't really know if your first year in the SEC, if things are continuing to trend in this direction in Ann Arbor, Oklahoma will play Michigan as part of their non-conference in 25. So take that for what it's worth. There appears to be a whole, appears to be, in 2024, according to fbschedules.com, which is usually, they're pretty much on brand. They're pretty good as far as this is concerned. And let me just real quick check and see what Texas has for 2023. Oh, dang it, I hit the, the wrong button. There we go. Texas's future schedule uh, in 24 actually has a game against Michigan. <laughs> 2024 for Texas is Colorado State, Michigan, and UTSA. And the next apparent hole in their schedule with three non-conference games is 2027. Hmm. So I don't know. And by the way, you would likely have a hole in 28 and 29 because, and, and, and I mean, if you want to get all the way to 30 and 31, Texas has non-conference games scheduled with Florida and Georgia, and those would obviously be absorbed into a conference schedule. Hmm. What do you make of this? Well, I, I don't understand outside of just Oklahoma and Texas getting what they want, what the motivation would be for ESPN in some ways to try and expedite this. What What is the contract of the Longhorn Network? look like when is it up and it's all part of the grant to rights it's all in that same deal it's done at the same time and we are assuming that that channel will just disappear and that the longhorn network will become something like sooner vision on espn so what so what you're saying is espn does not have control oh espn has all control over it see well they could i mean they could definitely use some of that money to expedite this thing maybe we'll see more on that coming up next on the ref